Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. Well, plenty of news, plenty of discussion in Australian sport at the moment. Players standing up and having a political point of view on a number of issues. Some people have described it as nothing short of just virtue signalling. We've had the Australian football team come out and make a statement regarding human rights in Qatar. However, they're still going to go and play the Football World Cup. We've had Danelle Wallam, Indigenous netball player, joined by the rest of her Diamond teammates and have made a statement which has cost netball a $15 million sponsorship. We've had Pat Cummins, the Australian cricket captain, coming out and taking a stance on global warming, refusing to endorse an energy company that is a major sponsor of Australian cricket. To discuss this is one of Australia's finest broadcasters, John Harker. He joins us on the programme. John, good afternoon. Welcome. Good afternoon, Wado. How are you, mate? Very well, thank you, John. When did Australian sport become so concerned politically? Oh, I reckon it's naive to suggest that we've we've ever been anything other than a bit concerned politically. I mean, you know, um, we weren't the only country that didn't go to South Africa in, in, in protest of apartheid, and you know that's something that doesn't exist anymore. Uh, but certainly, I think to the point you're making really is when did the players um, on their own within teams start making statements that are so political? And, uh, and, and that is certainly something much more recent. I mean, Pocock, the, uh, the, the, the former Wallabies captain, is, is, is stood very strongly on, on some issues. But it's a really difficult thing for a, uh, for a sporting body uh, when your players have as much power as some of these ones do, and then of course others are powerless. But Pat Cummins, what's going to happen to Pat Cummins if Cricket Australia say no, Pat, you toe the line, shut up? Well, he'll just pick up a lot of money playing IPL and everywhere else, and he can stop playing for Australia. That's what he felt like doing. Um, he's in a sport where there's there's a wealth of money coming for for him elsewhere, away from his employers. But but the netballers, I mean, they're in a situation where there's not a lot of money coming their way unless it's from their employees. So uh, that was a really odd situation. That said, um, the comments made by Gina Reinhardt's uh, father were appalling. Absolutely. But I, I, Absolutely. I don't know whether you should be. I don't. Know, I don't know whether you should be held responsible for something your father said thirty years ago. I mean, I think it's in her interest to be walking away from those as well. But fifteen million bucks out the window for a sport that over the last two years has run at a $7 million loss. There is not a lot of money going Netball's way, and they've just lost a fortune. Yeah. Has there been any discussion from the Australian Netball team about boycotting the next Commonwealth Games? Because if there has ever been 
um, a symbol of oppression, you would argue it's the British monarchy colonisation. I mean, if they're true to this cause, then where does it stop and how far do they take it? And, and, this, and that's the point that you quite rightly made about the Socceroos. If, if they felt that uh, poorly about it, uh, they could have walked away from Qatar. The, the, the real drama here is, is, is FINA and others associating themselves with, with countries like Qatar. The same thing can be, uh, can be said of Live Golf, but you can make a choice not to take the money if you don't want to because golf's such an individual sport. Um, and and some, some of them have taken the choice. Rory McIlroy and others have said, no, I won't take money from them. Good luck to them. Boxers, individual sports sports stars. Muhammad Ali wouldn't come out to to Melbourne years ago because the Foster's Melbourne Cup was the Foster's Melbourne Cup because he was a Muslim, uh, anti-alcohol, obviously, and would not come out and associate himself with the Melbourne Cup. But but when you're an individual, you can do that. Gee, it's difficult when you start holding your sport to ransom and and the sport's got to find money somewhere. And unfortunately, at the moment, what you know where they find it, over and over and over again, they find it from betting comp- companies and what a blight on, on, on sport betting companies are. Yeah, al- alcohol betting companies, energy companies and the odd big bank. And I'm sure that if you dig deep enough, you can find a high level of moral corruption anywhere. And, and this is where I get frustrated with the double standard and the hypocrisy from some of these athletes. I mean, let's talk about Indigenous rights. Let's have a look at what the Uyghur population, the Muslim population in China, um, which is, you know, basically being, um, what's the right word for it? Um, Well, cleansed, basically. Racial cleansing is probably a better way of describing it. Yet, where are these these same people defending the Indigenous rights of Aboriginals standing up and suddenly boycotting anything made in China, not travelling to China. I mean, Pat Cummins, 7% of global emissions come out of India. We know how corrupt India is as a nation. They've got a caste system over there which borders on apartheid. Um, but, you we've, know, had, we've, had, we've had two Olympics in China too, Wallo. You know, we've yeah. had, we, we, had, we had Beijing twice. They've hosted both the summer and the winters in the last 20 years. And, and the, the, the IOC, organisations like FINA, uh, they need to be held accountable, but you're not going to be able to, you're not going to be able to hold, a, hold them accountable if, unless the big countries say we're not going. Mm. Unless you're going to get the big European countries, the big South South American countries saying we're not holding a World Cup at Qatar, uh, you know, and, uh, why on earth are they holding it? It sounds like sour grapes because, of course, we were we were bidding for it. But what, why would you be holding a World Cup at, Cup at Qatar? I think the Socceroos are right, but I think it's meaningless that they're doing what they're doing. Yeah, well, but maybe. Maybe these things will eventually change, but the, the rugby league is no longer sponsored by Winfield. Yeah, yeah. Look, and that's a lot of that stuff is government legislation. I think people can understand tobacco sponsorship. But my answer is: so where's the money going to come from if these players want to, you know, um, be righteous, uh, want to sort of moral police everybody else? Where do they expect the money to go? Do they, do they do they take a pay cut? Yeah, do they take a pay cut here? Do they cut down the size of their houses and reduce their carbon footprints? I mean, what happens here? But, but, but that is the answer. That's the natural answer. You've got to earn less. If you, if you, if you take a moral stand, and, and good luck to people that want to, if you, we've seen players refuse to wear uh, jerseys with sponsorship on them before. It's, yeah. it, it, it's happened. And if you want to take a moral stand, then, then that should cost you some money. Absolutely. And, and, and that's just the, the nature of things. If, if, the, if the, netballs, the netball players have just lost $15 million, if they can't replace it, they're going to have to take a pay cut. Because there's a, there are lots of sports stars who are paid beyond what they actually earn. Rugby league players are a classic example. Every rugby league club 
in in Australia at least. I don't know the situation with the Warriors. I imagine it may be the same. But every rugby league club in Australia is their salary is sponsored to the tune of about forty percent from poker machine money. Mm. And that and the only reason poker machines were originally allowed to exist in Australia was to supposedly foster community events, not for profit organisation fostering community events. So you know, are they buying? Uh, football boots for young kids playing on a weekend or, or are those those women's pension, pension checks and men's pension checks going through poker machines are going to pay highly paid footballs? And the answer is the second one. It's like if, if rugby league had to exist solely on television rights and sponsorship money, the players would be earning about $300,000 a piece less at that top tier level. And But they're not. They're, they're, they're earning money from betting companies and uh, and, and poker machines. It's a, it's, a, it's it's very ordinary. Well, I mean, the other thing, I, I, the Pat Cummins one, I guess, frustrates me even more because, you know, Australia are the highest um, exporters of coal in terms of ocean-going methods. Uh, most of it goes to China, who have the highest emission rates in the world. I mean, if you're Pat Cummins and you're true to it, you don't play for Australia until you Australian government refuses to do it. Um, you know, guys like Pocock at least go out there and chain themselves to trees and get themselves arrested yes. and actually talk the talk. Don't just walk the walk, but talk the talk. And you can actually genuinely respect them for it. We had a famous all-black here, Michael Jones, who, through his religious beast, refused to play rugby on a Sunday and stuck true to it. Semi-final of 87 World Cup, didn't play. It was played on a Sunday, you know, practised what he preached. It wasn't just virtue signalling. Yeah, it's it's chariots of fire all over again, isn't it? I pull, I'm pulling out of the hundred because it's been it's been run on a Sunday, hmm. and, and 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 good luck to them. Mate, it's, it's it's World Teachers Day today. Everybody has that one teacher. Mate, I was taught by a bloke who my, my PE teacher at high school was a bloke who defected from um, Hungary after the '56 Olympics because of the, the Russian invasion. And let me tell you a very quick story about him. This is a guy who finished second. He crossed the line second in the. Um, in the 3,000 steeple in 56, there was a bit of uh, jostling at the top of the, um, the straight, just around the last bend. And the guys, uh, the, the, um, the winner was disqualified. Alex Rosnoy, the bloke that ran second, then protested on behalf of the winner and said, mate, it, no, it made no difference. He was about to get sports ultimate prize. He was about to collect a gold medal, but he put his principles in front of him. So it made no mm. difference. I was going to run second anyway. Don't worry about it. He mm. beat me. And they've reversed the decision. Anyway, that's just that's just that's just an aside. What I'd really like to know is, are you blokes going to win the World Cup? Which World Cup are you talking about? The T20. Well, it's a fickle game, isn't it? Um, are we good enough Histor- hist- historically? History says no, we won't. Um, we'll upset a few teams along the way. It's interesting one, the New Zealand, the, the, the um, Black Caps, and because we've actually made the final of the last T20 Cricket World Cup. We've made the previous two one-day World Cup finals. We won the World Test Match Championship, but perhaps because we historically haven't had a lot of um, expectation on the Black Caps, I'm still not sure that we genuinely believe like we perhaps do the All Blacks, and I'm still not sure the rest of the cricketing world genuinely believe that the Black Caps are still a real deal. Uh, Can we win it? Well, I think any time you reduce um, a game, uh, to, you know, if you took tennis to just one set, I mean, yeah, if you took tennis to one set, Federer and Agassi, uh, Federer, Agassi, Nadal, all of those players would have lost a lot more. So, look, I think every team's got a chance. We saw that overnight with Zimbabwe beating Pakistan. Yeah, you're up against you're at Sri Lanka tomorrow, then, then England and Ireland. I, look, it's a, it's a tough run home. I, you know, Sri Lanka, England in particular, and Ireland, of course, have just knocked over England, so England are in trouble. 
and and we're we're, we're playing the Poms today, you know, which is and we've lost to them the last three times we've played them. But anyway, we'll see what happens. I don't know what the solution is on the. Um, we saw the situation with the Pride jersey earlier this year too, with those how poorly handled that was. Uh, to, to just hand the jerseys to the players and expect them to, and not have a conversation with them before them, and, and those, you know, the Samoans and Solomon Islanders, they're they're deeply deeply religious, and, and they 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 took a stand. And, and in, in my view, I know it was an unpopular stand, but good luck to them. At least at least they were standing up for what they believed in, whether you agree with what they believed in or not. I don't, but but at least they stood up. Okay, where are the Australian public on these two debates? The Pat Cummins and the Australian netball is is. Are they in favour or are they out of favour? Do people see the hypocrisy here or do people sort of buy into their cause? Oh, no, I think... Oh, I, I, it's it's always a big ask when you don't see any genuine surveys and genuine research. I think the nation's split, but, but to be honest, I, I think the other thing is that the, the netball thing, I, I think the nation's struggling to understand what really is going on, whether it was... Uh, whether there are, are other issues amongst the netball team and the, and the netball hierarchy. With Cummings, I think Cummings is not getting anywhere near the level of support you would expect Pat, Pat Cummings to get, given he's on still on that bit of a, a honeymoon of, as Australian cricket captain after everything happened to, uh, to Tim Payne. Mm. Speaking of Tim Payne... news on Tim Payne too. The woman that was involved in all, in all that, Renee Ferguson, her case has been dismissed. Uh, she was seeking a, a million dollars worth of damages in... Uh, in the federal court against cricket Tasmania, and that case is, uh, has since mm. been dismissed. Now, Tim Payne has just released a biography. What are the big talking points in that, and how much of a discussion has it created? Oh, look, the, the, the main talking point is the, is, is the obvious one: is, is his sacking stroke resignation. And, and Tim's Tim's view of the meeting: uh, there was a, a fellow by the name of Clive Matheson, who's a, a newspaper ex newspaper editor. Uh, was brought along uh, by Nick Hockley, the, the CEO of Cricket Australia, and Tim Payne claims, Hockley hasn't commented on this, but Tim Payne's view is that Matheson basically ran the meeting. Matheson, a man he'd never met before, and and, and essentially put, put a gun to his head to say, you've got to go. If you don't go, you'll be hounded. We won't. And it was obvious that they wouldn't support him. If Tim Payne's version of events is true... Gee, that's cowardly from Hockley to be. You're dealing with with the most important person in your organisation as the captain of Australian cricket, and you're the CEO, and you're trying to sack him, trying to get him to uh, to resign rather, but same thing. And you're not the one that dominates that meeting and take and you let somebody a, a a PR spokesperson do the dirty work for you. Gee, I think that's cowardly, and I and I think most Australians agree. And do most people? Um, believe Tim Payne's version of events? Yes. Yeah, I think despite everything that's happened, uh, despite the, the ridiculous, disgusting, stupid thing that he did, I think there's a lot of sympathy for Tim Payne. And, and, and he was, I think he was, he was a breath of fresh air for Australian cricket after, you know, Sandpaper Gate. And, and people, people wanted Tim Payne to, to succeed. And then this game, uh, out of, well, a, out of the blue for the rest of us, the other thing about Cricket Australia is that it is clear, beyond doubt, that Cricket Australia knew that uh, this had taken place and they didn't care. If they really wanted to set standards, they should have sacked him before anyone. That's what they wanted to do, should have sacked him as soon as they found out, if that's what they thought was right. But instead, they hoped that it would just never come out. Mm. So they were, they were happy for Tim Payne to have done what he did, did 
to have sent the, 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 uh, the, the lewd photo, photo of himself to, to this woman. They were happy for that to happen as long as no one knew. What sort of leadership is that? They're kidding, aren't they? So whether it's, whether it's Nick Hockley or prior to that, um, uh, Kevin Roberts, whether he was the one that knew at the time, it's clear that they knew and it was clear that they went along with the cover-up and they only wanted to get rid of pain when the public reacted. I mean, that's not leadership. They sound about as dysfunctional as New Zealand rugby is at the moment. John, hey, look, just before I do let you go, someone's just texted and wants to know whether you will win the World Cup. Gee, I reckon we're... I've, no, I don't think we will. Uh, um, I, I think we've got this big game against England. Look, if we, win, if we beat England, then we might have the, the, the train back on track. Uh, we've got Matt Wade with COVID. Um, in fact, Maxwell went off and got some gloves yesterday, zipped down to the... Uh, to the, 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 the Kookaburra plant and got some uh, wicket-keeping gloves because we've only got the one wicket-keeper. I think, we're, I think we're looking a little rocky. Cummings himself is not, is not bowling well. You've got um, Aaron Finch in all sorts with his batting. I, I don't think we will. I think India... I think probably India will. Um, but I actually like... I, I think the Kiwis have got a chance. I really do. I, I think if they beat Sri Lanka tomorrow... Um, then England and Ireland are kind of going to they'll win. You would think they would win the Ireland game. Um, I, I think I think the Kiwis have got a chance. I'd rather be betting on them than us right now. And of course, when you win, we'll just adopt you. That's what we always do. <laughs> You'll probably still give the man a match to an Australian, though, um, like you did in 2011 <laughs> last time we won a test match in Australia, or like when we won the Rugby League World Cup. I think they gave the uh, man of the match to Darren Lockyer. But we won't go back to the underarm incident. We won't go and relitigate any of that. We won't go back to the umpiring decisions in the 86-87 Boxing Day test with Mike Whitney. We won't touch on any of that, John Harker. I will let you go. I do appreciate your time on the show this afternoon. See you, Wally. Glad to talk to you, man. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91